I'm Drew Bedard, and this is Marketing That Works, a podcast about the tools, tips, and tactics that business owners and marketers need to wow their customers and grow their profits. Hello. Josh Mancuso, welcome to the Marketing That Works podcast. How are you, buddy? Man, I'm great. How are you? Thanks for having me once again. Once again, back once again. Yes. Um, so for everybody listening out there, uh, Marketing the Works podcast back at you once again, um, back on a more regular schedule this Thursday. And I'm here with uh, my longtime friend and collaborator, Josh Mancuso. And I just mm-hmm. sprung this on Josh. I said, Josh, let's have a quick conversation. I'd love to know what's going on in your world, what's working, what's not working. Um, and so Josh said, yes. I'll jump in with you. So, Josh, let me ask you this. You've been you, so Josh Mancuso is a filmmaker, actor, marketer, uh, a man of a jack of many trades. Um, mm. So but, Josh, you've been you've been ramping up your social media lately with a lot more photos, a lot more videos, doing a movie Monday where you're kind of covering a movie. What do you what do you think's working and what what's popping there? Man, thanks for noticing that you, that I've been doing things on social media. That's great. That's good news right off the bat. Yes. That, uh, putting more effort in is resulting in somebody noticing. Um, yes, I have been doing a lot more photos. And for me as an actor, that's one of the reasons why I'm trying to get some some good headshots and good just kind of good looking pics out there, you know, uh, and some video also just because of, of how good video plays on social media and how important it is. So the movie Monday thing. So what that is, is, is uh, I decided, okay, what, what kind of value can I add to people and not expect anything in return? How can I just add value to them? I said, well, I, you know, yeah, I'm a filmmaker, but I, I just love movies in general. So what if I did a movie Monday and I got to give credit to my, uh, my intern for the summer. She's the one actually came up with the idea. So we, we said, okay, let's just do a movie Monday where I, in two minutes or less, I bring, viewers a uh, a recommended film that they likely have never seen before it's probably an independent film or uh, something that's not as well known as the as the big blockbusters and encourage people to watch it yeah what's what's been the what's been the reaction to that like because yeah because most of the movies that you're covering i i honestly i probably i've not heard of if it's if it's four of them i've not heard of three of them. yeah absolutely what's been the reaction well there was there was one la la land was one i recommended which is pretty well known but other than that most of them have been been indie films that a lot of folks haven't heard of so the response has been pretty good you know i've kind of developed this little core group of people who have said man i look forward to your movie mondays every week and i was like really (laughs) that's great i'm glad somebody's somebody's watching, but I think that not everybody in my audience is going to jump into that. You know, I think that, and I know that that's okay, but there are folks who are, who look forward to it every day and they'll comment on it. And, and I've had several people who've been like, Hey, I watched that movie after you recommended it. And it was great. Uh, so it seems to be effective. And it's one of those things, uh, funny enough, I just, I taught another webinar earlier today and, uh, I shared some, some info on doing movie Monday and how, you know, sometimes you need to do things consistently like that, but then sometimes you just need to just shoot and fire, right? Just aim and, and start firing stuff and, and trying different things, doing things at different times. And so that's the one consistent thing I'm, yeah. I'm doing and everything else I'm really just kind of testing. Okay. That's good. With, in regards to movie Monday and putting that on social, 
what what was the strategy behind that before you started was that okay you you said a little bit one was service to the audience like you know want your friends and neighbors and maybe some people to discover you um but but give value and expect nothing in return but then was there also this is I want to be in this space. I want people to know that this is what I think about, what I care about, because I want to make films in the future. Yeah, it is. It's a little bit of, of the, both those things. Uh, I definitely wanted to create some kind of consistent content that I felt like viewers could look forward to every time. So they know that on Mondays I'm going to be posting this piece of content. And so it gives them an expectation, something to look forward to, and it keeps me accountable to creating that content every week. And then secondly, yeah, is is people know me as – a video guy. They know me as a um, marketing guy and, and a little bit of acting and whatnot, but I, I do want them to associate me with movies, you know, um, as a guy who knows movies and, okay. and, and wants to be associated with, with that. Yeah. So I think that's kind of twofold. Yeah. So you were already there, man. You already uh, saw it. Yeah, that's exactly right. I, I get, I can see right through it. You can, I can just, I, I can, I can just feel it's it. Cause no, you're a marketing I mean, genius. It makes sense though, because yeah, right. Sure. Thanks. Yeah. Buddy. No problem. Um, no, but it's no, but I understand the strategy is that, yeah, it's good. It's a nice service to your audience. You know, a lot of people care about filmmaking in your circles, but it's also something psychological to say, you know, I want people to associate when they think of me, they think of a guy who is an aspiring, who has been an award winning award-winning filmmaker but is aspiring to make more great films so i'm chronicling ones that i admire myself so that's 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 exactly right and i'm going to add one more thing to what you just said that i I do want that association and i do want uh people you know to see that uh and i and i use a video because i could have just done here's a movie monday here's here's like the movie poster right and here's i recommend it check it out but but that's just not going to play as well as a video. I'm, I'm, and, and I've through my Instagram metrics, I've seen that I'm getting more uh, responses to video content than I am photos. And so, uh, and Facebook is, as well. So it was a no brainer to use video instead of uh, a photo. Yeah, absolutely. So let me, let me, uh, let me ask you something. Cause this, this will, this will go right into what kind of what we're talking about, but a little bit alternative, question okay the movie making industry is in a very weird time Mm. with not having theaters available to them so a lot of people are still releasing their films on prime they're they're delaying some of their launches they're delaying some of their premieres but what do you what have you seen maybe over the last three or four months that's really stood out to you from a great i don't know maybe campaign or marketing push to still launch a movie in the pandemic, knowing the mm. theaters, most of them are shut down or at a very small capacity. Has, has there been anything that's out to you that has launched on demand or launched on one of the streaming services um, that has really impressed you? I know that's I know that's like catching you off guard, but I just I know you I know you watch the space really closely and maybe there's something that jumped. Yeah. Out. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And uh, I will say this, that the movie industry is going to be is changing. I mean, it was already changing, but this has thrust it into a whole nother, another level because of the, the, the last three or four months. Um, so there are new platforms emerging. So I just saw recently where Amazon is launching an, an or I'm saying, uh, please forgive me if I'm wrong. I want to say it's an Amazon and PBS uh, partnership where they are going to uh-huh. be 
promoting documentaries and pushing documents, a whole new thing, like a thousand documentaries they're going to be bringing in uh, and pushing those as a platform. And uh-huh. for me and for, I think, in, indie filmmakers, this is like, this is a dream scenario. This whole situation and, and where the industry is going is moving away from big blockbuster studio driven films. Those are still really, they're all, they're I mean, always going even- to happen. Right. I mean, even in the the time of the Avengers, and boy, did they release Endgame at the right time, didn't they? They did. Yes, they did. They absolutely did. I mean, people are at home right now watching content. I mean, so if you're a content creator, like it's it's a paradise for you because you you've got eyeballs yeah. on screens and big studios. They're going to keep making big movies and they're going to push to keep theaters in business. And I would love to see that because I love nothing more than going to the theater and watching a movie. To me, that's the I mean, but then I was also sad when Blockbuster closed down, right? Because I love the <laughs> the movie process even at Blockbuster. But the games ha- has changed, and we're going to see way more streaming than we already see. Like it, you can see from big time shows like um, the Morning Show and some of these big uh, TV Blockbusters that are that with big stars, big big stars, and they're going straight to Netflix, straight to iTunes, straight to Apple TV, and right. we're going to see more and more of that. Which really this is this has changed the game for indie filmmakers worldwide because you can you can now make films from anywhere and you can do it on a, on a lower budget and you can sell your films to these platforms and and it gives people like me a shot all right it gives me a shot without having to feel like well I've got to pitch my idea to a studio and then see if they'll do it you know um, so the, the, well, you that's, know, Vimeo that's really good. has got their own thing yeah you, it's good to hear you say that because that's a very glass half full type of attitude towards this time period because i'm sure but but you're probably right that it's it's probably more of the big studios that are a little bit not well they're probably past nervous at this point they're probably Mm. like crying in their cereal but um but you're you're right that there's another (laughs) part of the industry that's probably saying no that content i mean you look at what sports programming and the last dance did for um, ESPN and, and then Netflix before really live sports was returning. Um, I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah, people are dying and you're right. Actually, the Amazon PBS thing is very interesting because gosh, Josh, I don't, I don't know if I've watched more documentaries. Are you the same way? Like I I've tried to educate yeah. myself more in the past five months probably than, than ever, because you're kind of going down the rabbit hole on content and seeing what's there. And cause there's a lot of great stuff. Yeah, there, yeah, there's there's a lot of good stuff, and documentaries are not like you know when I was younger and I thought about a documentary, I thought, well, this it's boring. That just it means boring. Uh, I want to see something exciting, explosions and comedy and all that good stuff. But documentaries <laughs> in the last you know decade or two, I mean, have really stepped up and, and are now such a a big part of the movie watching experience. And yeah, I mean, I never thought that I would really be a documentary filmmaker, and here I am having already directed one documentary that's about to be on Amazon. And here I have two more documentaries in the, in the pipeline coming down my, you know, down my way. And it's just, uh, it's fantastic. And, and yeah, it is a glass glass half full mentality for sure. Um, and I think that's the only way you can, you can look at it, but you but can look to, at you know, it to look sure. at it. Yeah. That's, and that, but you know, but you have to be realistic. And I think the big Hollywood studios, they probably are, um, they are nervous. I mean, I remember uh, if he, if anybody watched the uh, Golden Globe Awards, it was really funny. Ricky Gervais his opening monologue, and he was talking about how um, 
we went, why do we need you big studios and theaters anymore? Like we'll just make our films and send them right to Netflix and to Apple. And uh, they're, they're eating up everybody. And it was all in, in joking, you know, but you could see, I can see the, uh, the big stars there kind of like, ah, you know, and the big studios being like, yeah, this might, this might actually happen. And, and uh, you know, Hollywood's a powerful machine. I don't know that they're ever going to be shut down and not, not that we want them shut down, but my, my point being that, um, the movie theater experience is certainly going to be adapted going forward. Yeah. Very interesting stuff. Um, would you tell people that, um, that documentary that you're working on up next that you're going to be raising money for soon? What, what's that one called again? Absolutely. So I have, um, I've been fortunate to have an opportunity to create a documentary uh, and it's called the black Appalachian. And it is all about telling the history and celebrating the impact and contributions that African-Americans have had to the Appalachian culture. And I think that a lot of folks in, in the Appalachian region will certainly appreciate that and will think it's really cool. But I think more so people outside the area will, will kind of be like, what? You know, I think we, it appears to be a, a whitewashed region maybe. I think a lot of folks from outside the area think Appalachia. They already think probably, you know, maybe poor Um and they think white. What they don't think of is black innovation, right? So, but that's happening in Appalachia and it's been happening for years. So whether, you know, we're talking about the legendary uh, guitar player and country musician, A.P. Carter, uh, the dad to June Carter Cash, Johnny Cash's wife, that whole, I mean, hit that whole family. A.P. Carter learned to play guitar from a black man. Like, how cool is that? Like right. you wouldn't have thought that that would be the case all the way to today kind of these young black entrepreneurs who are really carrying the torch and doing some pretty cool stuff like right here in our region. So for example, um, Rodolphe Pierre Lewis, he owns action VFX yep. and he right. makes movie effects visual. He's like, I'm pretty sure the nation's leading visual effects company in the country. And he makes explosions, fire bullets, all that kind of stuff. And his movies have been in Marvel and the walking dead and all over all over the place. And he's a 27 year old black man living in, in Northeast Tennessee. And he's got a you know million dollar business. And I think that's, that's pretty cool. And so our goal is to, to really showcase that. And, and speaking of Rodolph, he is co-directing with me and uh, together we like the idea of, you know, black guy and a white guy coming together to tell this really cool story and uh, presenting unity to the country and also celebrating the achievements of African-Americans in the region. So we kicked it off with a, a $10,000 grant that, that I received from uh, the 400 years of African-American history Alliance. And uh, they hooked us up with that. And now we're going to be crowdfunding here. Probably say about two weeks, we'll launch the campaign and it's going to be pretty epic. And uh, we're going to raise some money and really try to tell this story well, and it will probably be complete. Uh, I would say spring of next year, it'll be, I hope that's our goal. Have it done and off the presses and out. And our goal is for it to be big. I want to see this thing on Netflix or um, a big distribution company like that. At the very least, you know, we will uh, self-distribute, but I think it's got potential to be, be pretty big. Well, uh, thank you for explaining that. And I can't wait to help you with it when it's time. And I was about to say, has there been yeah, any discussion of the marketing strategy as of yet of how you're going to get that thing out there? Yeah, 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 absolutely. We have we have discussed it, and um, 
you know, it's interesting in the film world, there's a whole distribution strategy where, okay, you're going to, you're going to partner up with like an aggregator and the aggregator is going to pitch your film to you to all of these distribution outlets. And we, we know kind of the big five to seven, but there's a, like a lot more that people don't know about. Uh, you know, there's a lot of Roku channels out there. People, you know, that people are watching and you just may not know. So there's a lot of options for, you know, distributing your film. Um, but what I found really, really encouraging is that, there's never been a better time than right now to self-distribute your film in which you can really treat your film like a business, just like you would any other product or service. It's like, okay, I'm going to make this product for these people. I'm going to sell it to these people. They're going to buy it. They're going to pay me money and I'm going to give it to them. So, so we might make a, a film, uh, this film in particular, and there's going to be an audiences who really want to see it. So if we sell directly to them, you know, uh, obviously we'll in the beginning have some screenings and whatnot, uh, for the public to, to come enjoy. Uh, but you know, eventually I think you could, if not this film, other films, you'll see us uh, selling them directly to an audience, just like you would any other service through social media. Um, and, uh, which that's unheard of, honestly. Yeah. I'm excited for you on that front for sure. It's unheard of. I put to the last couple of years that that's really kind of, part of that shift that I was talking about in the movie making industry is, is going this way. And it's very exciting. Those guys doing really well, um, creating a film and selling it to people who care about those types of films. Well, good. Awesome, buddy. Well, before I yeah, let man. you go, thanks for jumping on with me for a minute. I love talking about this stuff with you. Um, yeah, tell, thanks for having tell, me. Tell the folks what's going on with Mancuso entertainment other than, um, this upcoming documentary, just kind of what your week to week is looking like and then where people can, uh, can find out more about you. Yeah. I'm spending, spending my days, uh, still producing videos for clients and those who want to better tell their story and they want to get their story out on social media because we know uh, how much content is going out there and, and, uh, how much people are watching. And so my, my job is to help people tell their story and tell it better. Um, and so I'm still doing that for some large organizations and, and also some small businesses. And uh, it, it's also kind of this whole time has, has led me to doing more uh, webinars and more teaching opportunities where I'm really empowering other people to tell their story um, through products and courses and, and through um, teaching. I mean, really, because I think that <laughs> I think that I don't know that I'll ever uh, be out of a job as far as providing video marketing to people, but it is getting more and more uh, accessible for people to make their own videos with mm-hmm. basically equipment. And so, and I want to encourage that. Like I would love for that to happen. And so I found myself kind of doing more of that as well. So my day to day is very much, um, you know, I'm out shooting something for half a day and I'm back in here uh, editing and uh, cranking out social content for somebody. And then I'm, uh, teaching a webinar and, and uh, I'm working on our, our plans for uh, this documentary and another film I'm working on. And uh, there's, a, there's a lot going on and it's very exciting. And, and uh, I have, uh, of course, our website is just mancusoentertainment.com. And uh, my website is joshmancuso.com. And if you'd caught me a week later than, than today, you'd see a brand new website because we're about to launch a brand new joshmancuso.com website. That's so, okay. That's the great thing about podcasts, buddy. Is they're evergreen and somebody's going to find out about you a month from now and they're going to go to Josh Vancouver. That's right, man. And literally it's, it's a fully AR VR. Exp- I'm just kidding. It's not, but it, it's, <laughs> sure it's going to be a fantastic website. 
<laughs> I'm literally coming out of the screen um, right. into your home. Yes. Yeah, it's really cool. Kind of like the girl in the ring. That was really creepy when she did it, though. I do it much, much cooler. Yes, um, right. But uh, the uh, lastly, I would love for folks to uh, um, check me out on social. That's where I'm having a lot of success, I think. So Instagram, my handle is just at Josh Mancuso, just my name. And then Facebook is at the Josh Mancuso. So please check me out. And Drew, thanks for uh, giving me some time to, to chat with you today, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, just missing talking to you, buddy. And I just thought, hey. Why don't we kill two birds, one stone? I get to find out what's going on with you. We can talk marketing, which we normally do anyway, and find out about your new projects and, and we can just catch up at the same time. So thanks for being on the show as always. Um, it's good to have you here, Josh. And thanks for everybody for tuning in and we'll check you next week on the marketing that works podcast. See you, bud. See you. Thanks. Bye-bye.